Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast. Join us as we share our personal top five list for a variety of topics. Each episode, we'll explore a new topic and discuss our favorite picks ranging from music, movies, food, travel destinations, board games, roller coasters, to whatever. Nothing is off limits and everyone is wrong, even when we think we're right. Whether you're looking for new recommendations or just love hearing incorrect opinions, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Tom Lockhart, and with me as always is... Eric Shane. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing well. I am really looking forward to discussing our topic for today. I have been geeking out about this all day, and I really want to skip the pleasantries, and let's do this. Uh, well, then skip the pleasantries. Let's go to the other geek who's going to geek out. <laughs> geek out with your fleek out? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> this is a family show. I didn't want to say anything gross. <laughs> uh, geek out with no, your cheeks we... out. There you go. <laughs> oh, hey, that's, uh, that's pretty Somehow great. that is not oh. gross. <laughs> that's, Get them butt cheeks out. With me. Isn't that kind of a weird... The, you got to feel the breeze. <laughs> you know, there are some words that just seem almost naughtier than what like if i said your ass you're like oh whatever that's your ass but if someone's like oh his butt cheeks are hanging out you're kind of like right. <laughs> it's like naughty and it's cute and it's also kind of gross at the same time i don't There's know like a sharpness kid, to the word cheeks yeah, when it's right yeah. kid, your parents are like don't talk about butt cheeks yeah butt cheeks they don't say ass or weird uh, like so wiener gross. like his wiener's out it's like it's cute but it's also gross and it's also just yeah. odd <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad we did all that. Now we're going to skip a segue because we got to get right to this for Eric. That's right. So all three of us, we grew up in the 90s and 2000s, back when MTV was playing less and less music and more TV shows, a bulk of which were reality shows. You had your crappy dating shows like Next and Room Raiders. I did like those. And reality shows like Real World, The Jersey Shore, uh, all over what used to be music television. Uh, it might have been entertaining, but it was mostly trash, except for Jersey Shore. It's the best. Uh, but that doesn't mean there weren't a couple of gems out there. Today's episode takes inspiration from one of those gems. Today, we'll be discussing our top five celebrity death matches. We didn't share our list with each other, and by no means are we experts in this or any other category. We are just a few dudes who like to discuss nonsense. And in the words of the late, great Mills Lane, let's get it on! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I watch so many videos to try to get that down. <laughs> he says it so perfectly every time. Uh, so I will start us off here and I didn't tell you guys I was going to do this, but I went to chat GPT and did a two paragraph synopsis of each of my fights. Um, <laughs> just because I was like, hell, let's see what happens here. That is brilliant. So, I'm going to do that right now as you talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start with my first one and I'm going to read it and you'll catch who it is from my little reading here. Uh, in a blockbuster event that shook Hollywood to its core, the four Chris's, Evans, Pine, Pratt, and Hemsworth stepped into the squared circle of the celebrity deathmatch arena. The atmosphere crackled with anticipation as fans worldwide tuned in to witness this epic clash of the titans. As the bell tolled, Evans, embodying the spirit of Captain America, launched into the fray with his trademark agility and termination. Those are trademarks of his. 
Pine, with the suave charm of a leading man, countered with calculated precision, while Pratt brought a comedic flair to the battle with every move infused with the irreverent energy of Star-Lord. Meanwhile, Hemsworth, the hammer-wielding god of thunder, unleashed his godlike strength onto his opponents blow by blow. The Chrysis sparred, each displaying their unique skills and charisma until only one remained standing victorious amidst, amidst the wreckage of their fallen comrades." In the end, it was Hemsworth who emerged triumphant, his Norse god physique and unwavering de determination proving to be too formidable for his rivals. With a mighty roar, he claimed the title of Ultimate Chris, cementing his status as the reigning champion of Celebrity Deathmatch. As the arena erupted in applause, fans marveled at the spectacle they je had just witnessed, forever immortalizing this clash of Hollywood's leading men in the annals of pop cultural history. Ah. Wow. wow. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth won, guys. Okay. It just, it's just, it's right. been decided. I'm sick of that. I'm, I'm not going to do that chat GPT thing. That took too long. <laughs> I know. I If all three of us do it at each time, whew, no, I'm it's going to get that. rough. I'm not doing so it. You did all the Chris's from the Marvel movies, right? The four Chris's, yeah. Well, <laughs> Say it again. Yeah. Four Chris's so, of the apocalypse. Chris oh, Evans, apocalypse. Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, and Chris Hemsworth. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so what? Pine's the only one that's not in Marvel, right? He's, not He's in... Uh, he, he was in DC. He was in Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, but... I I was rooting for Chris Pine when I came up with this mm -hmm. before I put it in a chat GPT. I was real sad, but I understood that Chris Hemsworth would win. Like he because Pine was the just, only one that wasn't actually in the MCU. Yeah, mm -hmm. but Hemsworth is is clearly the one who's going to win. It just he's, it yeah. just yeah he's going to crush. I think the others accept that conclusion. Although Evans could hold his own. That's true. I'm very confident Evans could hold his own. That'd be an interesting scrap. <laughs> Dude, uh, Hemsworth is, is jacked. Apocal, Chris. I That's feel like Hemsworth, Hemsworth he is, is very jacked. <laughs> and he's right. like 6'3 or whatever. <sighs> oh, yeah, no, he's, yeah. Hemsworth, yeah, he's a beast. I actually, you know what, I I realized that I actually have two real fights and three fake ones. So <laughs> we were talking earlier about, like, how are we going to do this? Fictional characters, real characters. I, 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 I. I I misrepresented earlier, so I, I'm sorry, Zach. I actually have a couple of, of real ones there, so I don't know if you care or not. I don't give a uh, shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, if we're going to move on to mine real quick, then I'm going to start with one of my uh, my real ones, and I'm going to start with the one that uh, I actually just came up with on the fly. Lauren Boebert versus Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Except it would end with a hand job, probably in a theater to Beetlejuice. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a trailer park. That's my commentary. Uh, that would. Be... <laughs> I did. <laughs> Ages four to twelve, I was at a trailer park, and I got to tell you, these two ladies, and I use that term loosely, they they have those vibes of just the just the trashiest white trash that ever trashed. I am thinking, oh, I'm yeah. thinking throwing diapers at each other. I'm thinking throwing like. Uh, you know, margarita glasses at each other. I'm talking about <laughs> actual margarita slush. I'm talking, I'm thinking coffee grounds somehow <laughs> found their way into this. I don't know, but yeah, there's just no way 
they and they both walk away with all their limbs complete and appendages completely attached to their body. An ear is going to get ripped off, an eye is going to get gouged out, a nose is going to get removed from a face, a Hair, lip is going to get, get pulled out left and right. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be it would be bad. These two gals they came into the House of Representatives at the same time, and they were they're they're, they're famous really for being not really conservative but sort of loudly shitty conservative and all over social media and like trying to clap back and dunk on people who are, you know, who are liberal or whatever, whatever. They're just really, they heckled Joe Biden during like the state of the union from the house floor, like real, just trashy, shitty people. Okay. But recently within the last year, they had a bit of a falling out over how much they love Donald Trump. <laughs> so, uh, so how much fealty should be paid to him versus, you know, it, it's way more, it's more complicated than that. But, you know, I almost said way more complicated than that. That's not true. It's not much more complicated than that, uh, but it is a little bit. And uh, anyway, they had a bit of a falling out, so they no longer really see eye to eye. And they were kind of going at each other a little bit in public and they go after each other a lot of bit in private. And I would really like to see a celebrity death match with those two just grossly having it out. Yeah, it would. I, yeah, I picture them just yelling things at each other that are clearly not real, like just yelling the worst things ever about each other. And it's like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, no, like, that's very white trash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's just what oh, I yeah. picture. Just yelling. That's real trailer park shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a real ugly trailer park crap is what that would be. There's a video a, of two dogs that are uh, their fence is blocking them and they're both right up nose to nose on the fence and they're both growling and barking at each other. And as soon as the owners open the fence and the dogs are face to face, they yeah. both stop growling and barking and they're just kind of hanging out. As soon as the fence closes again, then they start attacking. I feel that's how MTG and Lauren Boebert would be where they're all talk. And when it comes down to fighting, they would just be slapping See, each other. I don't and agree. Hair I don't and- agree. I don't agree. I don't. I really think they'd go for it. I think they really are. the. They are the garbage. This would be it <laughs> fought in a dumpster. No, they would fight in a dumpster. They would. They would yeah. actually draw blood. An I think Oscar if it was like Ben Shapiro and like Ted Cruz, if they were feuding, they would do that. And That's then they all would, slapping. No, they slap, wouldn't slap, even slap, have slap, the balls slap. to slap. No. Yeah. I'm saying I think Lauren Barber and Marjorie Taylor Greene would beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> I think they really would. And then AOC uh, comes in with a chair in the corner. Well, that's just it. That's AOC with a chair. Oh! My God. My God. She's got a family. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like a couple of members of the squad versus those two. But no, they, no. This is way more entertaining. Way more entertaining. <laughs> is that Kamala Harris oh my god she's climbing a ladder <laughs> we hear glass shatter and Kamala Harris runs out and just yeah. just stone cold stuns all of them this would not be classy fuck yeah I'd pay good money for that I, I know you would I would too everybody would Here's the my country credit card can number, finally sir. unite over something that's know, something seriously. we can get along yes we all want to see partisanship yes <laughs> at long last we oh, all want to see those two broads beat the shit out of each other yikes so that's the that's my number one cool okay i am taking it straight up to the 80s for mine um one of my most favorite action stars of all time jean-claude van damme I love him, and I'll give credit to Tom and Monaco, actually, for introducing me to Space Ice videos. Uh, mm-hmm. Space Ice videos are ludicrously hilarious and and just over the top and, and stupid, but so good. 
and they focus a lot on Van Damme and Seagal. Um, but basically, Van Damme and Steven Seagal, uh, the fat, ugly pig who somehow keeps acting, um, they, Seagal was talking shit back in the 80s about pretty much everybody, but specifically Jean-Claude Van Damme. He just kept talking about how, you know, Seagal's like, I, I know Aikido and I could I could easily beat him hand to hand combat, like face to face, blah, blah, blah. He kept talking shit for years back and forth, just mudslinging between the two. So apparently in 1991, uh, Seagal was confronted at uh, by Van Damme at a party at Sylvester Stallone's house and they were throwing the party and Van Damme's like what the fuck you talking shit do you want to actually like face me or fight me face to face and Seagal was like yeah yeah we'll we'll do it and so Van Damme went outside he waited for two hours and Seagal never came so Mm. Seagal bitched out um, and I know because everyone knows and uh, Stallone is quoted as saying I mean I'm gonna I don't have the exact quote but he's you know pretty much quoted as saying like Van Damme was going to kick the shit out of Seagal. Everyone pretty much knew that. And so I would just, I would pay every dollar to my name to see this happen because I can't stand yeah. Steven Seagal. Um, but I, I love dearly Jean-Claude Van Damme. So <laughs> very one-sided. I, I was really trying to avoid that very thing. I had the same problem. I have a lot of people that I want to see get the shit kicked out of them. Um, <laughs> So I was trying to avoid matches where like I wanted Ronda Rousey versus Ben Shapiro because they're the same size, (laughs) (laughs) but one would clearly outclass the other in a fight. Like, but yeah, uh, no, that's, that's an interesting fight. Like, are you talking like at their physical peak Seagal? Oh yeah. Yeah. Seagal was, uh, I mean, I mean, sure. He knew Aikido, uh, you know, to a degree of, of, I mean, he could, he could probably kick my ass, but at the same time, it's like, Jean-Claude was a kickboxer, was a martial artist, and he trained with yeah. Chuck Norris, who that guy, you know, was multi-time karate champion, like, you know, uh, adored by Bruce Lee, like they were they were homies and um, he knew how to really kick ass and he, he like he trained with him a bunch. And so Van Damme's a real deal. St- Seagal is is a crock of shit, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so and I uh, unfortunately, Eric, I'll, I'll, most of my picks are I like to see these people get their ass beat just because okay, fair I enough. wanted to. So, <laughs> no, I um, understand but, yeah. that pull. I'm just I tried really hard to avoid that. I love that you just laid all the way into it. I'm like, fuck yeah. it. I don't know. Oh, what no. else. I just want to see these guys get smoked. Yeah, these are my dreams. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so this reminds me, I used to listen to Freddie Prince Jr.'s podcast uh, and he he told a story about his uh, godfather is. Uh, Bob Wall, uh, who used to train with um, with Bruce Lee, and he's like a real badass. He was a stuntman, and he was working on a Steven Seagal movie, and he was like roughing up the stuntmen where he was like actually like hitting them. And mm-hmm. Bob Wall was like, "Hey, if you don't stop doing that, I'm gonna make you regret it." He kept doing it, so he ended up putting uh, Steven Seagal in like a sleeper hold. Like he went out and he shit his pants. <laughs> wow. And then Bob Wall was like, I quit. Goodbye. I just beat up the star. Yeah, I'm out yeah, of here. Yeah. And so he made Steven Seagal shit his pants. And I love that story. <laughs> God, what a real piece. That's Steven Seagal. <laughs> uh, he's just apparently oh, he's, he's hated all over Hollywood, too, because he's just a prick uh, behind the scenes, which is, you know, yeah, is what it is. So, yeah, there you go. That's my number one. 
Moving on to my number two, let me go ahead and get back into my long, long paragraph. Uh, in a bizarre and unprecedented showdown, the Celebrity Deathmatch Arena played host to none other than the top five characters of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> From the enigmatic, uh, uh, I can't say that word, in, Benjamin Gates. There we go, <laughs> of National Treasure to the unhinged Cameron Poe from Con Air. The stage was set for an unforgettable clash of personalities. As the bell rang, each character brought their unique traits and quirks into the fray. The slick and resourceful Caster Troy from Face Off danced through the chaos with charisma matched only by his relentless determination of... With... Wait only by the relentless determination of Ghost Rider's Johnny Blaze, whose flaming skull struck fear into the hearts of his opponents. Amidst the chaos, the eccentrically intense Charlie Kaufman from Adaptation, weird character to throw in there, weaved through the battlefield, <laughs> his wit and neuroses providing an unpredictable edge. Yet it was the wild-eyed and unpredictable Randall Memphis Reigns from Gone in 60 Seconds who ultimately seized victory his mastery behind the wheel translating into a strategic triumph over his clear in the realm. Wait, I should have proofread this. They did not do a very good job. Nah, yeah, Chap GPT do better, but Memphis Reigns yeah. wins. Now <laughs> mine was every cage, every Nicholas cage character, but I realized that chap GPT could not get that into two paragraphs. Hmm. So I, it, I just did top five. <laughs> Interesting that it, Memphis Reigns. Yeah, yeah. I would not think that he. I would think Cameron Poe would win. Yeah. He's all jacked uh, yeah. in that movie. He's a Navy Put Seal. The bunny like, down. Not Army, not the Army guy Ranger. Who just Army Ranger. Cars. Get it right. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, Ghost Rider's kind like, of hard to beat too. Yeah, it's just like, but no, the guy who can drive fast, winner. <laughs> the guy who goes low rider. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I enjoyed that movie. I do too. It's not. It's oh, not yeah, terrible. No, it's good. I've seen. I've seen worse oh, no, movies. It's, it's it's not good, but it's not <laughs> every you know, Nicolas Cage movie. movie is at least good. <laughs> You want to know my my hot take on Nicolas Cage? I can't fucking stand him. Um, I think I think that there's this this aura around him, and and he's brainwashed too many people. Where you, there, you know, there's a group of people because the past like what ten years he's been making absurd movies that are just balls to the wall crazy, like Willy's Wonderland or Mandy. And man, I've seen those and I, I don't get it. People are like, oh, this one's so good though. Like Nicolas Cage is back, and I'm like, you've been saying that for ten years. I think people love the idea of Nicolas Cage more than they actually like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. <clears throat> I am one of those people who just likes the idea. And he like, does. It's like every once in a while, he makes such a good movie. And it's just like, oh, and then a bunch of trash that I enjoy. But it's definitely trash. And it's just like, oh, he's in tax debt again. <laughs> That's why he's making these bad movies. Yeah, I just don't get it. He's he's just a, a, a weirdie. He's 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 not he's not cool. He's not funny. He's I don't know. I don't I don't I don't get it. But I digress. Well, quick, you, quick. Uh, you just don't know movies. That's what I got from that whole wow. little spiel you just wow. did. <laughs> that them's fighting words. Nail on the head. <laughs> Let me change mine to Tom versus Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. You know, uh, for those kids listening at home, 
Tom's example there shows exactly why you should let Chat GPT do your homework for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or at least proofread the hell out of it because. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of copy paste because it looked pretty good, but there's a lot of points where it just like doesn't make sense going into it's the next sentence. Just structurally just disappears. Yeah, it'll do that. It, it'll it do feels that. like that uh, episode of South Park when Osimo, the robot, does that. <laughs> Adam Sandler is a goat in the movie like <laughs> that's basically what chat gpt is just like ah, i'll give you a little bit and then i'm just gonna give up at the end Ugh, yeah stupid chat right. gpt speaking of south park my number two is drunk randy marsh and pc <laughs> principal <laughs> versus peter griffin and ted because oh, the bear yes because famously south park creators trey parker and matt stone are not a fan of Seth MacFarlane's writing or anything he's had a hand in writing. They're not at all a fan of Family Guy. They have talked about it a couple different times. Um, but since it would be a kind of lame to just have those guys fighting Seth MacFarlane, uh, I just like, fuck it, have like two of their characters versus two of like yeah. uh, uh, Seth's characters, whatever. So drunk Randy Marsh, okay, from like the Little League. Stuff. I didn't hear no oh, damn sorry. bell. <laughs> I thought this was America. Oh, I'm I sorry. Thought I thought this was America. <laughs> Are we doing this? Do you want to do this? <laughs> the best, the best what Randy Marsh moment do? easily. What do you uh, want to do? He wakes up and, and he cracks yeah. the egg and he, it's like he's going to drink it, but he just pours it into the thing and drinks a beer instead. <laughs> I have emulated that a number of times in my adult life. I felt that so much. Uh, and then PC Principal is famously badass as well. What's those microaggressions, bro? That's not cool, bro. Eric, what? Are you yeah. marginalizing women, Eric? <laughs> You just use the term spokesman instead of spokesperson. Insinuating women can't do it just as well as men. That pisses me off, bro. You're making the PC babies upset, Eric. <laughs> PC babies. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I, I, famously, that you know, those episodes that they had, I mean, even the Simpsons got involved in it, too. But um, South Park was, yeah. I mean, they pissed off the, the Muslim community because they were going to show Prophet Muhammad. Yeah. And then they had, they're like, oh, Family Guy's going to show Muhammad. And then, you know, they did their own. And Peter Griffin's like, oh, man, my boss Muhammad is coming over for dinner. And so, like, you know. You they say, catch, Brad. That time <laughs> I went to the ball game with Muhammad. <laughs> with Muhammad. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really bad impression of a really bad accent. Whatever. It's fine. Point is, is uh, Seth MacFarlane, he didn't care what they say about him. He He's never cared about that. Um, yeah. Everyone has their opinion. But. He they did kind of go after the all of the writers of Family Guy and McFarlane's like that's not cool. Come after me yeah. all you want. Yeah, like, don't be shitty to people just you know working. You make a like <laughs> you make a lot less money than you guys do. Yep. Like you know, stay within your wage structure here. Come after me. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I I thought that would be funny to watch that that fight go down. Um, and to be fair, they did in their episodes going after family guy, the two part episode, they did kind of poke fun at themselves a little bit. there, saying like, uh, with one of the characters, like, yeah, I kind of like family guy. I mean, at least, it's kind of dumb humor, but at least, you know, at least doesn't take itself so seriously and preachy all the goddamn time, mm-hmm. which South park has a habit of doing. Yes. So. <laughs> so, yeah. South park is meant for uh, family guy is just dumb, goofy, occasionally heartwarming humor for, mostly college age dudes <laughs> like that's pretty much what it was aimed at which is he, fine <laughs> seth mcfarland never intended it to be anything deeper than that ever so th- we're, we're talking two very different 
shows. They're not the same. The only thing they have in common is that they're animated. That's it. Mm-hmm. There you go. But that's what Trey Parker and Matt Stone would bristle at because people would always put them together as like, oh, you know, animated show. No, they're very different shows. So, anyway, Drunk Randy Marsh and PC Principal versus Peter Griffin and Ted. Peter Griffin holds his own, too, in fights, especially as a chicken, but he takes on all comers except for Mr. Washy Washy. <laughs> Mr. Washy Washy kicked his ass. But every other fight, I, I, Peter Griffin tends to win most of the fights he's in. And then Ted from the movies and also the shows on Peacock, and you should see it if you haven't yet. It's really good. But, uh, uh, yeah, Ted, Ted gets in a couple of scraps as well. He's a beast. So <laughs> there you go. He's going to help him out. That's my number two. Cool. Okay. So I do, uh, definitely believe that it is okay to really love, um, an actor, an artist, an athlete or whatever, uh, for their art, for their talent, for what they do. They can also be a huge piece of shit in the background And so I'm a big uh, supporter of separating the art from the artist. Now, this guy is the prime example of that. Kanye West. I think Kanye West is one of the most talented artists of our generation. However, he is fucking off the rails, a nut bar, a piece of shit. Just just, you you know, you name it. Right. Um, Do not like the guy at all love his 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 music and and his albums and what he's done for hip hop um but in 2009 he confronted someone who is neither a or I'm sorry is not uh someone who's disingenuine or a piece of shit behind the scenes this is a queen a goddess if you if you may that's taylor swift <laughs> in <Yeah. laughs> 2009 september 14th 2009 Kanye West, or I apologize, um, September 13th, 2009, Kanye West uh, interrupted Taylor Swift at the MTV Music Video Awards as she was accepting her, her award for Best Female Video for the song You Belong With Me, which is a fantastic song. Kanye West climbed up and he interrupted and he's like, yo, Taylor, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. And then everyone was just kind of like, was that a joke? Like, what's going on? And poor Taylor was like, I was just standing there. I was really excited because I just won the award. And then I was really excited because Kanye West was on stage. And then I wasn't excited anymore after that. He's a piece of shit. Like that is such a, such a juvenile thing to do. Um, And like, he deserved all the the shade that was getting thrown his way. Cause it was just a, a really inappropriate thing to do. I mean, we're talking about awards here, which, themselves whatever mtv movie or video awards are just kind of like they're asinine to begin with they weren't but even it doesn't talking matter. about the like, same thing what they, they weren't even talking about the same thing it's like she had the best video or whatever that wasn't even the reward that she got was it it was best female video yeah oh, okay well, but it, it's just okay. it's crazy though because it, it's it's still like who gives a shit and also leave her alone so i mean you know, I fucking love Taylor Swift. I think she's amazing. Um, I'm not a Swifty in the sense of I, I think that Swifties are like cult cult members, honestly. But um, I still love her music and I think she's talented. And like, dude, what's your deal? Why would you ever do that? So I think Kanye West uh, deserves a swift kick in the testicles from Taylor Swift. Yeah, he's a schmuck. Huge guy's schmuck. a schmuck. Ugh. Guy's a fucking schmuck. I think uh, somebody brought that up to. Uh, one of the reporters asked uh, President Obama that actually, like the next day, and like he got caught on like oh yeah on microphones. You're <laughs> like, yeah, what a jackass. <laughs> he is a jackass. <laughs> he didn't like saying stuff like that, but yeah, he was a real jackass. Yeah, Kanye West. He's uh, 
He's a, he's a schmuck. Yeah, he's got all the talent in the world, but you're right. That can't save from doing something fully and truly douchebaggy like that. That's just inexplicable, inexplainable, unexplainable. It's just crap. You don't do that. But he's an egomaniac. So you know? he does do that. <laughs> like, I got to do it. Got to keep those cameras on me. He's a self-important jackass. Well, let's move on to two more self-important jackasses. Uh, let me go ahead and read this. Uh, in a cosmic clash of titans, the celebrity deathmatch arena became the battleground for Elon Musk, the visionary founder of SpaceX and Tesla, and Jeff Bezos, the entrepreneurial force behind Amazon and Blue Origin, with billions at their disposal and space exploration ambitions that transcend terrestrial boundaries. The stakes couldn't be higher. Musk, with his eccentric brilliance, I guess, and audacious pursuits, uh, brought the full force of his SpaceX arsenal to the fight, while Bezos, the calculated innovator, countered with the technological might of Blue Origin. As the bell rang, the two billionaires locked horns, their clash echoing the cosmic dance of their respective space ventures. Amidst the chaos, Musk's ingenuity and unorthodox tactics clashed with Bezos's relentless drive and calculated precision from robotic exoskeletons to orbital strikes. That's going down guys. No expense was spared (laughs) and the battle raged on each combatant refused to yield an inch of ground. In the end, it was Musk who emerged victorious, his unbridled ambition and flair for the dramatic propelling him to a hard fart fought triumph. This is a horror show, Tom. I know that's the future right there. I wanted to add in a stipulation that the loser's money goes back out to the people. Okay. Like, well. like just because I wanted this to just not be a billionaire dies. Okay, that's great and all. Let's all get his money back, too. <laughs> so we all just got Jeffrey Bezos' money back. You're welcome for me Fair. having this great fight, guys. Fair enough. <laughs> that means like that's like $20 a person or something like that. Something like that. Math. <laughs> worth it i'll take my 20 dollars and i will feel great about it but yeah they're both jerks <laughs> just in, in general uh, i've never liked anything i've read about the two of them i'd watch it okay fair enough well let me see here i think that moves on to my number three right mm-hmm. that is correct okay i am going back to a real fight a real bout of real people Chris Christopherson versus Toby Keith. Oh, so, RIP. First of all, yeah, RIP Toby Keith. He passed away uh, today or last night. I think he did uh, as yeah, we're recording today. this. Uh, my politics differed from him in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've gone the gamut between very liberal, very conservative, and libertarian, and Andrea, all the all the stuff in my exploration of stuff. But I've always very strongly differed with Toby Keith for a lot of reasons. I'll explain a little bit on that. Um, But he he did perform for the troops overseas and he died way, way too young at 62 and politics aside, fuck cancer. We can all come together on that. That is one thing we should all be able to come together on. So it should have been a cowboy was one of my favorite songs as a kid. It remains one of my favorite nineties country songs. And I do think that generation was really good for country. Um, All that said, uh, he was a a bit of a righty in his politics and uh, in all the ways that I don't like, really. The shallow, 
in-your-face cosplaytriotism, as I call it. Uh, on the other hand, though, Chris Christopherson, a legendary country artist from the previous generation to Toby Keith, he was an army vet and he was a bit of a lefty. Um, certainly by modern country standards, he was definitely a lefty. Um, so like Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, graded on a curve, these dudes are all screaming lefties compared to you know what you would consider country. So they, I mean, they were pro-union, they were anti-fascist, they were anti-drug war, middle finger to the Puritans, lefties. So when I looked into Toby Keith trending on Twitter today, I was reminded that he and Chris Christopherson had shared a stage at Willie Nelson's birthday, I think in 2003. And um, they otherwise got along but they, they had a little bit of a, a altercation there. Uh, both parties later claimed that it didn't happen or that they don't remember it happened. But Chris Christopherson's wife was right there and she remembered it vividly. So it <laughs> happened. Um, basically, Toby and Keith had kind of quipped at him. Hey, none of that lefty shit out there tonight, Chris. And Christopherson's like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> you ever wore your country's uniform? Like, have you ever served your country? Of course, no, you haven't. No. Have you ever killed another man? Have you ever taken another man's life and then cashed the check your country gave you for doing it? No, you haven't. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I like I will give Toby Keith a lot of credit for, like I said, his USO shows and when he performed at Trump's inauguration in January 2017. Of, of that whole crowd, Toby Keith had the grace and the dignity and the respect for the office to thank President Obama for his service to our country. Mm -hmm. So... That was pure class credit for that. Uh, and apparently, like I said, Toby Keith did get along with Chris Christopherson other than that incident. But in that exchange, Christopherson bodied him. And I would dearly love to watch a celebrity death match between those two. I'd like the, the old gritty real country versus the shallow stadium cosplaystriotism country. <laughs> That's really what I want. Let's get it on. <laughs> That's what Put it is. Put a boot in your ass and see you That's it. Yeah. Way. That's it. That's it. <laughs> how many how many stars and how many stripes can you fit on your vest? That's what kind of patriot you are. Yep. I hate that shit. I just I hate it. The idea that you have to be a full just full righty as conservative as humanly possible otherwise you hate your country. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. From the bottom of my balls. Fuck you. Anyway, R.I.P. Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> good guy. Other Miss than that, you. good guy. There's not many people I want to die. I, didn't, I certainly no. didn't want Toby Keith to die. Um, his politics not. were kind of all over the place. Um, he was coin, coined in, in later life as saying he's a, a staunch independent. Um, so there, there's that. But he, he went from left to right to, yeah, independent. So who really knows? But I agree with you, Eric. It's it's I mean, I understand we were all hurting after September 11th and his you know, statue of liberty started chicken her fist. That song was cool to rile people up and give them hope and stuff. But also it kind of created an issue where, I mean, we saw ugly racism come out after 9-11 where anybody of, um, you know, uh, Middle Eastern descent was ousted. And, and it was it was they were um, what, what's the word I'm looking for. They were ostracized. ostracized yes. Thank you. By mm -hmm. people left and right. And it was terrible. Um, so if anything, he just added fuel to the fire in that sense. But yeah, I mean, high school, dude, I listened to a lot of Toby Keith beer for my horses, that kind of shit. How do you like oh, yeah. him now? Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's still as sad, but that would be a badass fight. Christopherson, he, he, he's a G him and Willie Nelson used to get high together 
and that would be that'd be awesome all right cool well what's your number three then well, I don't know. So listening to that country, you know, it always made me really thirsty. And so how do I quench that thirst? Well, water ain't going to just cut it. So instead, I'm going to get some Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand refueling your well-being and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning before a daily workout, when you're feeling run down, after a long night out, or even on long flights. I love using Liquid IV on all my hikes, bike rides, snowboarding trips, backpacking trips. I got Japan coming up soon, so definitely bringing some with me. Uh, 12 delicious, refreshing, ah, refreshing flavors. Keep your hydration routine exciting. Sorry. Apparently, I have dry mouth. I need some Liquid IV. Strawberry, guava, lemon lime, many, many more. They contain five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And they have three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients, non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy and soy. Best news of all is that as a listener of this show and the other show, Don't Be Crazy Podcast, edit that part out. You can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code DBCRAZYPOD at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop for better hydration today using promo code DBCRAZYPOD at liquidiv.com. Thank you and stay hydrated. Um, okay, so for my number three, I am actually so this is one that I don't hate these actors. Um, one of them I don't really like, but the others, this is more just to see who would reign, reign supreme. Um, I love the Batman. I love everything about Batman uh, is my favorite car- comic book character of all time. And the antithesis of Batman, the the villain of all villains is the Joker, right? There have been four and I'm not including Mark Hamill for obvious reasons because he's animated and just I just I love Mark Hamill's Joker. But I am uh, there have been four Jokers and four actors who have played them. So I would like to see Jared Leto, Heath Ledger, RIP, Joaquin Phoenix and Jack Nicholson all in their prime fight each other to see who would reign supreme as the best Joker. Now, the kicker is they would all have to be their version of the Joker. So it couldn't just be Heath Ledger from A Knight's Tale. It's like. Heath Ledger as the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, um, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. So, yeah, we, we would see. And my money is that Jared Leto would get his ass kicked, probably. And I would think Heath Ledger would come out on top. But then I'm looking at like Jack Nicholson, who would just have probably a gun and he wouldn't mess around. He would just shoot everybody. So I'm kind of like, eh. and then Joaquin would just dance on the stairs. Good yeah. question. It'd be a good scene, but he'd be dead. He'd be dead. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, I think I think you're right about Joaquin because uh, he was truly mentally unstable and mm-hmm. broken um, and obviously capable of murder, but not until like the end of, you know, that movie and whatever. Um, yeah, Jack Nicholson was more of the polished gangster, mm-hmm. polished and practiced gangster. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how I feel about like Jared Leto like just getting his ass kicked. Why? He sucked. He was he, he, he wasn't sucked. scary. Sucking he wasn't scary. Matter. No, that but I'm just saying he couldn't win in a fight. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he could. What's what's he gonna do? I mean, he I wasn't he wasn't scary. Yeah. Heath Led. I think I think Heath Ledger's Joker, yeah. who's obviously not afraid to kill, who's obviously not afraid to torture, who is ten steps ahead of even Batman himself. Uh, yeah. Jared Leto just kind of goes in and he's like, I have a grill and I have tattoos. I'm, I'm edgy. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm with it. 
So, um, but Heath Ledger would be like, nah, no, 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 that's not what we're going to do. And he would, yeah, torture him. He'd be like, look at me. He's just yelling, look at me over and over again. Like, could go any, at you. anyway. That riddles anyway. my brain. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to pick. I like Heath Ledger's Joker better. Heath Ledger's yeah. Joker actually scared me. Like, there were moments in, in The Dark Knight when I was just like, oh my God. <clears throat> I just, I, it was gross. I felt disgusting. Yeah. Like, does, he just. Does, yeah. does Mark Hamill's Joker have room in here at all? So I left him out on purpose because um, cartoon. And I mean, I love Mark Hamill's Joker. He's more just funny. He's scary at times for sure. Yeah. But I, I mean, I absolutely love Mark Hamill's Joker. Uh, you know, Batman the Animated Series is is quintessential Batman to me. Sure. But um, I left him out because I, I he he doesn't need to get hurt. He's he, he's already up in the upper <laughs> echelon for it all. Yeah, save Mark Hamill. <laughs> so yeah. these guys are fighting for the number two spot, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, like more like one A, one B, but yeah, got it. Okay. That's all, uh, that's all I got. You can do the same thing with Batman's, but I think that'd be a lot harder because it's just like who punches harder. So, <laughs> um, I'm going Christian Bale in that. Well, Christian Bale or uh, I think Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Those would be. I think those are the only two. The rest of them can't turn their heads. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, and then they're already at a disadvantage. Although Batfleck did have to do a good job. But, oh, I forgot I mean, about Batfleck. Shit. Yeah, Val Kilmer and George Clooney had their pointy nipples, though. They could just Batfleck, like poke Batfleck people. Like, roll, Val. Yeah, because Batfleck even has like the size on all of them. He's like bulky. Yeah. Like, he's old. He. I mean, he's not afraid to really like kill people. Like the Dark Knight Returns Batman, which that was based off of. I mean, he straight up was like he killed people. Um, just because he was like, so eh, old, we're done. We're done with all this just beating people up thing. <laughs> well, I mean, he he still beat the shit out of people, but yeah. like and he he, he he kill was like last resort. But I mean, there are times, and even in Batman v Superman, which is the terrible movie, he's he's destroying those goons. There's no way those guys are like living or walking again. Some of those people he grabs and just slams like on a concrete floor. I'm like, there goes your spine. You're you're dead. So I don't know. Well, and when he's like chasing up, he's like firing actual machine guns. And it's like, yeah. I don't think you're going to your aim's not so good. that a stray bullet's not going to hit someone. You're not you're not Robocop. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's let's move on to my number four, which involves some some other killers. Um, so in a pulse pounding showdown that pushed the limits of physical and mental endurance, the celebrity deathmatch arena hosted an electrifying battle between two of cinema's most lethal assassins, John Wick and Jason Bourne. Wick, the legendary hitman with a relentless determination and unparalleled combat skills, squared off against Bourne, the highly trained operative with a shadowy past and unmatched resourcefulness. All as the bell rang, the two masters of hand-to-hand combat and tactical warfare engaged in a deadly dance of skill and strategy. Their every move calculated to outmaneuver and outwit their opponent. In a whirlwind of fists, firearms, and close-quarter combat, Wick and Bourne traded blows with the precision of a season of seasoned warriors, from the darkened alleyways to uh, of urban landscapes to the sprawling rooftops of skyscrapers. The battle raged on each combatant pushing themselves to their limits in a bid for survival. In the end, it was John Wick who won, of course, because John Wick is just a badass. Um, I was trying to think of like different people I could have John Wick fight. I ended on Jason Bourne. I yeah. could have went with like uh, with with the James equalizer. Bond or the Equalizer. Those are such good or, movies. Or Keanu uh, Reeves, Keanu Reeves versus Keanu Reeves. Have him fight Neo. Oh, God. Well, Neo has, cool. like, powers. He can stop bullets. 
Okay. You could have him arm wrestle Lincoln Hawk from over the top. (laughs) That should have been all of mine, just people arm wrestling (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. Are you Hawk? Well, I'm Smasher. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I and they are similar esque in the sense of the hand to hand combat. You know, they're fantastic with it. Like Jason Bourne fights a guy with a book, just like John Wick fights a guy with a book in John Wick three. And they both take a huge beating throughout their movies. Um, I don't know who he could really fight one on one. There's like, have you ever seen the Raid Redemption? Yeah. Okay, so the main cop in that one would be really fun, but a lot. Of, it's funny, a lot of those stunt uh, men got jobs in John Wick 3, and they're yeah. fantastic. <laughs> so uh, he kind of already did that, but I don't know. Tony Jaa, Ong Bak, Jet Li. Oh, I love, I love some Tony Jaa. If he did like, Jet Li. Jet, like a Jet Li character, but he kind of does in, in 4, he does Donnie Yen, and Donnie Yen is a badass, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like John Wick is doing these <laughs> in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, he's just he's just fighting each of these people, but the own his own version in the movie. <laughs> John Wick versus uh, the bride from Kill Bill. Yes. Uma Thurman's character. That'd be a fun fight. Yes, it would. I'd, I'd pay to see that. Good money. Cool. Uh, am I on my fourth? Yes, yes you are. All right. Uh, there is an oversaturation of Robin Hoods out there in the world. So I'm going to do <laughs> what you did, Zach, and I'm going to go Robin Hood versus Robin Hood versus Robin Hood versus Robin Hood. <laughs> My money's so on I've Robin got, Hood. <laughs> I've got Kevin Costner versus Russell Crowe versus Carrie Elways versus the Cartoon Fox. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the old one. I don't care about that one. We're just ignoring that. So 2v2, I think we're going to go Costner... And the cartoon Fox are going to go with against Russell Crowe and Carrie Elways. But then it's going to be Carrie Elways and the cartoon Fox. And I think the cartoon Fox probably wins. <laughs> I think he's I mean, probably the victor in that one. But I, what, do, what do you think? Hey, you're forgetting about Taron Egerton in the movie Robin Hood with Jamie That's Fox. True. <laughs> OK, it's terrible. <laughs> was that called Robin Hood or was it called something else? Like slightly uh, close. I thought it was called like hood robin or something like that <laughs> or the hood or <laughs> i don't know i'm looking at because uh, because they're all awful no it's called robin hood <laughs> well, well except for robin hood men in tights is great and i guess the animated one's fine <laughs> yeah but that kevin Jim- costner one with his his like uh chicago accent that he has through most of it because he can't really keep up his english accent <laughs> i'm okay i'm going with kevin costner Strictly because it gave us that amazing Brian Adams song from it. And that's the only song I can think of. Everything I do, I do it for you. That one. And I, yeah, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I think it's great. It has Morgan Freeman in it, too. It's excellent. I think Kevin Costner would win. He's just the most embarrassing Robin Hood because he can't keep an English accent. (laughs) And nobody throughout the entire filming was like, hey, we're going to need you to uh, to yeah. keep that English accent going. Not not Chicago. Chicago's a bad one. <laughs> Chicago doesn't exist yet. <laughs> it kind of pitters off. Yeah. After a while. That's a good one. I don't really know because then Russell Crowe, you know, has that that kind of gladiator mentality where yeah. his was his was a little truer to the actual story of Robin Hood where it's gritty. And he like, you know, that movie wasn't as well received, but. 
he was like ready to kill motherfuckers and move on. Sure, so. sure. However, ooh, the lolly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that movie's good too, and it has. <laughs> and it has uh, King Richard as a lion, and he sucks his thumb all the time. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with the cartoon one. That's that's my vote. That's where I'm at. Cartoons like when, always win. I like when he dresses up as the stork and he like does the the firing range thing. And then they yeah. do they do uh, Carrie Elwes too um, in Robin Hood Men at Tights, where he dresses up as a woman or dresses up as that old man with the nose, and he. Competes in the oh yeah, contest. yeah! Basically, the exact same scene. It's virtually yeah. the exact same scene. Yeah, I love that movie so much. Men in Tights. Time out. Oh yeah, I need air. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, you say a Blinken? Nah, man, I said hey Blinken. <laughs> <laughs> God, that movie's funny. Okay. Oh God. Good Leave choice. Us alone, Mel Brooks. <laughs> Wait, I'm not. I don't lose. And he pulls out the script. He gets another <laughs> shot. <laughs> um, okay, my fourth one. Now, you guys know I don't like stand-up comedy. I especially don't like these two comedians because they just annoy the shit out of me. So I think it, this fight could end in a draw with both of them just absolutely beating the crap out of each other. Amy Schumer versus James Corden. James Corden is so <laughs> annoying. He is so annoying. I can't stand his stupid carpool karaoke. His thing in Cats was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Ricky Gervais's joke at the 2020 Golden Globes, he said, the world got to see James Corden as a fat pussy. He was also in the movie Cats. (laughs) (laughs) Famously, James Corden had a Reddit AMA and Ask Me Anything where he wasn't responding to comments and people were just tearing him apart. And I implore you to just go find it. Just type in like James Corden Reddit and just read it. It is hilarious because a lot of the times those aren't really like the celebrities doing them. It's just their PR team who are answering questions and you can really crash and burn if you don't, if you're not a PR wizard. So um, his is pretty funny. And then Amy Schumer, she's just, her comedy is not for me. I mean, yeah, I know I'm a white male. I get it, but she's just so self-deprecating like, you know, my vagina and uh, (laughs) Cartman does it best on South Park, but like it's true. My vagina a lot. Yeah, she, she's just so anti herself. And then I just don't find her funny in any stretch in any way. There are p- uh, plenty of funny female comedians out there. Um, you know, Tignataro, who is problematic in, at, at times. But um, yeah, Sarah Silverman. Um, there's this other gal that I can't remember her name. Like I said, not uh, a huge stand-up Taylor Tomlinson. Fan. Her, yeah. I saw yeah. one of her things on Reddit the <laughs> other day. It was so funny. She was talking about dating older men. And I was like... Spot on, spot on. I love that. She, she has like th- either three or four specials on Netflix. They're all good. She's funny. Yeah. yeah she, um. So I just I would love to see them just mop the floor with each other. Honestly, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, I've that'd be the only time I'd bad. laugh from them. <laughs> I've only heard bad things about James Corden. How he's like the biggest dick in the world. Yeah, just and he has the smallest dick. I've heard that too. And, yeah, it's just ugh. Be nice to your fans, everyone. Seriously, I know it's 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 tough, but you also chose that life. Like, I know that celebrities are people, too, but it's like, dude, but you're you're also kind of not. And that was exemplified in the stupid Gal Gadot um, Imagine video where they're like, we're all in this together. And I'm like, we are not in this fucking together. No, we're really <laughs> you are not. in a mansion and I am in a apartment. <laughs> Starving. Yeah. <laughs> Barely star- making rent. Jeez Louise. Uh, so, you're anyways. in your fifth bedroom. 
of 19. <laughs> <laughs> like Russell Wilson, 18 ba- bedrooms, four bathrooms. <laughs> Other way around, I think, actually. Four bedrooms, 18 bathrooms. <laughs> oh, God. Thomas, fifth and final. Okay, my fifth and final. I don't want to read the paragraph, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's too much. I've gotten, I've read too many of these, and they all are pretty much similarly <laughs> like formatted. Because there's one thing about AI, it doesn't know to ha- improvise. <laughs> so I'm just gonna tell you my last one, and my last one is Superman versus Goku. Uh, I actually have a painting, <laughs> well, not a painting, a drawing of a fight between Dragon Ball Z characters and DC characters. Um, that I got made for me because I sold my Mustang back when I worked at the casino to a guy. And I was like, uh, it's like 1200 is, is what it should, I should make you pay. And he was like, how about this? I'll give you a grand and I'll draw you some artwork, whatever you want. Cause he was an artist. And I was like, boom, you are a good salesman. Cause I am all about that. Uh, and my picture has Goku and Superman punching each other. Like their fists, fists are about to hit, hit each other in the face. You've got Aquaman having his head stepped on by Krillin. Um, Piccolo is fighting someone. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but, but I would like to see the two most powerful characters that I know of fight it out and destroy a planet. Cause that's what would happen. <laughs> Uh, chat GPT did have Superman winning. I do not agree with that. Goku wins. It's dumb. <laughs> it, okay. would, it would take a lot of episodes for them to fight because Goku is <clears> powering <throat> oh, up the entire time. So. I mean, you got to get powered up. <laughs> How else are you going to unleash your devastating attack that eventually just misses the bad guy and you beat mm-hmm. him in a different way? But your big beam thing took six episodes and you missed him. I'm glad we stuck around. And then your son's got to come bail you out. So every time that kid's so powerful. (laughs) I have a follow up to that, but I'm going to have to wait until after Zach's done with his because I don't want to accidentally take. Well, actually, no, Zach, you said all yours were real people, huh? Yeah, my final one is real people. Oh, in that case, throw Rick Sanchez in there. (laughs) (laughs) That would be that would be really good. I mean, I feel like he would kill Superman so quick. He's basically Dr. Like, come on. Yeah. He he would have kryptonite on on the ready, and it would be like the simplest thing. Like it, the the Vindictors episode. I mean, he proved that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like he already went in there and killed. <laughs> like, killed oh, the let me check my powers. Uh, yeah. like the ability to do anything, but yeah. only whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what is uh, one million ants? Like I do. He's got the power of one million ants, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. I yep. am finally trying to get through that. Uh, I'm towards the end of season three. I've started there watching like a couple episodes a night. There you go. Alan Rails, ladies and gentlemen. Favorite episode, <laughs> Total Rickall. The one where they yes. they get stuck in the house and they start thinking about their friends and they have all these scenarios and they're like, no, no, you can't think about that because, you know, this bug like implements these characters who become yeah. fake reality. And God, it's so funny. Ooh, Pen- Thanks, Sylvester. Thank you, Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> You know what, Mr. Poopy Butthole? I don't have any pictures of you. You know what, Beth? I don't have any pictures of you. <laughs> She's, my wife shot a good family friend. That's <laughs> so good. Beth's shaking and pours the water. Rick and Morty is fucking genius. It's it so funny. So it's so funny. Oh, Eric, what's your fifth and final? Fifth and final. Gandalf the Grey versus Dumbledore versus Merlin. Three-way wizard duel. Get those let's, wizards out. Let's go. 
three-way <laughs> wizard duel. This is uh, uh, good, bad, and the ugly style. Uh, who's coming out on top? My thing is, is you know I'm going to be pulling for Gandalf. Obviously, that's come on. I'm, uh, you, you guys know me well enough by now to know where my loyalties lie. If you've read the lore, you know I have. He's incredibly powerful. He's of the mire. He's an incredibly powerful, almost deity-like powerful being. However, <clears throat> in the movies, you don't ever really see that. Yeah. He never really shows that. He just sort of he's 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 sort of just an a saged, aged advisor, and occasionally you see glimpses of his power, but nothing like what he actually possesses. Nothing close. Uh, meanwhile, Dumbledore, again, aged advisor, and it sort of hints to his power a lot that he is so super ridiculously powerful. And then in the last one, uh, the last couple there that he was in, uh, he kind of unleashes a little bit in his duel uh, against uh, Voldemort. And then uh, in uh, the, the last one, uh, number six, where he was in the cave, that fire scene, uh, mm-hmm. you could just see his uh, just a fraction of his power. I mean, he's an insanely powerful wizard. Um, and then Merlin, I'm thinking of the 1998 made for TV Merlin, uh, really powerful wizard, but I'm throwing it in there cause you got to throw Merlin in there. You just have to, um, he's the original, <laughs> he's the OG. Okay. <laughs> Merlin from the, uh, from the Harry Potter universe. I don't know it, who would win in a fight between him and Dumbledore, but I'm Probably still saying, door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Merlin's beard. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say Gandalf. I mean, maybe that's just bias, but I love both Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. So yeah, I would just say Gandalf because you're right. He's incredibly powerful. I mean, he's brought back to fight again. He died. He fought the Balrog. No one he fights was... a Balrog of Morgoth and lives. And he did. Dumbledore <laughs> famously stayed dead. Okay. I yeah. like my wizards who come back to life. <laughs> yeah. He was great. And, you know, and I, I like to think of it this way, where I feel like Gandalf could have ended like pretty much the uh, the battle f- um, of Pelennor Fields, like just with a staff wave. But he wanted to get his hands dirty. He wanted to use um, Glamdring. He wanted to start swinging it and start killing some bitches. And, and that's what he did. I think in that form, there is a little bit of a limiting factor of what he can do. Um, head to head against Sauron. I think their unbridled power yeah. could have ripped the fabric of Middle Earth apart. Which is why he's like, don't give me the one ring. Don't even joke about it. Don't even hint at it. Don't tempt at it. Don't tempt uh, me, Frodo. My power ampli- amplified through that ring with its twisted e- There's no way. No way. Forget it. Um, if you've read the books, you would, like, I, I, you'll get a clearer understanding of just how nightmare fuel that would have been um, mm-hmm. getting off with the ring. So... I agree. Well, that's my fifth and final. What about you there, Zach? Okay, so I am keeping it local. Uh, Russell Wilson versus the 2013-2014 Seahawks. Okay. Um, <laughs> where to start? Okay, Russell will always be have a place in my heart. He's going to be a Seahawks Hall of Famer. He might be an NFL Hall of Famer. I would imagine he would because of his stats. I think he's peaked. I don't think he's going back to a Super Bowl unless he gets onto a team this this upcoming season or next season or whatever that has the pieces and they just need a quarterback. So I'm not saying he's bad by any stretch. I think he benefited from a very good defense 
um, to win in 2013, and we saw what happened in 2014. He still did a great job, and I still love Russell Wilson. Could not stand the guy. Could not stand how corny he was. Uh, could not stand how egotistical he was, even though it all seemed like uh, a facade. You know, his separations in the preparation and uh, his robotic answers. Um, he he just didn't seem genuine. And then it, it kind of it kind of came out like after he left the team, there were a lot of teammates who were not super happy with him. Um, even people like Doug Baldwin who were like, yeah, nah, dog. Um, Golden Tate famously, <laughs> like maybe hooked up with his wife or whatever, which, you know, I don't condone, but um, he wasn't really a fan of him. Sherman wasn't really a fan. I don't know if Marshawn was. And so uh, Marshawn was fine with him, but he also said in an interview, like, I don't have his number and I didn't have his number. Like I had yeah. his team leader yeah. number or whatever. You have to contact yeah. his team to contact him. It's like, and, oh. and like Sean Payton, who, you know, was like, you're not going to have your own team when you uh, here at Denver, like th- that alone is like, it's weird. He has like his entourage and I don't know, man. So I, I think there's a lot of uh, bad blood that, you know, they smoothed over obviously because it's been 10 years. But like seeing a fight between any one of them would be pretty great. Um, I was thinking of Percy, Har- Percy Harvin and Golden Tate having a fight because um, I know that they had some bad <laughs> blood. But uh, I was more thinking Russell Wilson just annoys the hell out of me. And he he honestly had for the last like three years as a Seahawk. I'm I loved watching him let things wide open. But then there were times when I'm just like, dude, shut up, Russell. Just shut up. He just bugged the hell out of me. So. I really like that he did come back for Pete Carroll's like going away dinner or whatever. That was cool. He, sure. That was very cool. Uh, what about Pete Carroll versus Jim Harbaugh? I thought about that. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, and I thought about that. Um, So same kind of thing, though. I think apparently there were like reports, too, like they would have dinner together. Like they were friends with with their wives. It's just, you know, obviously there was a as a competitor, you got that. What's your what's your deal sort of thing? So yeah, you got the juices flowing there. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting. Uh, J, uh, Jay Harbaugh is the new coach, the special teams coach here in Seattle. Um, for the Seahawks, they, they just hired Jay Harbaugh, so that's mm-hmm. cool. Jim's yeah. son, uh, Steve Belichick is now, I think, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Washington Huskies. Yep. Uh, and Brendan Carroll is Brendan uh, Carroll is going to go be the offensive coordinator. See. So we got a that's Carroll great. and a Belichick in, in Seattle still. Very interesting. I mean, all uh, right, <laughs> legacy. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so. Considering Washington has to like get a whole new team. Yeah. Pretty much, because so I think it, I think it was every starter from the offense and defense is either going to the NFL or left to the transfer portal. Like, well, the ooh. offensive line, the offensive line, and yeah. yeah, and then all three wide receivers uh, went to the are uh, declaring and, for the and draft. Their, Penix, and their quarterback, the and it's yeah. Just like, oh, we retained a few gross. people, and we still no, but we still have Will Rogers from uh, a transfer from Mississippi State, which is huge because he was actually pretty good. So imagine him in a better program. So. Yeah, I think we still should be pretty solid next year. I'm not I'm not super worried. Cross those fingers. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Is that okay. uh, all five there? I could, I, that is. Yeah, that's all five. Honorable, honorable mentions at all? I've got one. I don't have any. No, I don't have any. Uh, Bender from Futurama versus R2-D2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I feel like R2-D2 would win that. <laughs> I don't know, man. That is a good from thinking about the claymation celebrity death match. That I think would be a really interesting fight. I think that would be okay. All right. Well, let me do a rundown. We Tom has uh, Evans versus Pine versus Pratt versus Hemsworth, uh, Nicholas Cage versus all of his characters, Musk versus Bezos, Wick versus Bourne, 
and Superman vs. Goku. Eric had Bobert. Is that how you say it? Yep, Lauren Bobert. And Taylor Green. Uh... Uh, against Taylor Green, uh, Drunk Randy Marsh and PC Principal versus Peter Griffin and Ted, Chris Christopherson versus Toby Keith, Kevin Costner versus Russell Crowe versus Carrie Elwes uh, versus the animated Robin Hood, Gandalf the Grey versus Dumbledore versus Merlin, Zach had Jean Claude Van Damme versus uh, Steven Seagal, uh, Kanye West versus Taylor Swift, Jared Leto versus Heath Ledger versus Joaquin Phoenix versus Nicolas Cage. God, that takes so long. Uh, Amy Schumer versus James Corden and Russell Wilson versus the 2013 Seahawks. Good list. No overlap. We're awesome. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter uh, at Podcast Top 5, at ZachTail60, at Tom Top 5, and at SnackBurglar, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we are crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we know you must have, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, or Stitcher. Thank you for listening, and remember, it's okay to be wrong even though you think you're right. Just one of those days, feeling like a freight train, first one to complain leaves with the bloodstain. Damn right, I'm a maniac. You better watch your back, because I'm fucking up your program. If you're stuck up, you're just fucked up. Next in line to get fucked up. Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he says, she says bullshit. <laughs> That's the limp biscuit oh, for break you. Stuff. Break something tonight! <laughs> and they oh, ruin Woodstock 99. <laughs> oh, jeez. They broke Woodstock 99. <laughs> all right, bye, everybody. All right. See ya. Bye.